for the ones standing guard, for the eagle-eyed, for the knights in shining armor, and for all those who support them. We are Granger, your experienced safety partner, offering supplies and solutions for every industry, committed to helping keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com slash safety, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast. Introducing your host from New York, here is Sam Roberts. Hey, welcome. Welcome to Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast. Oh, what a show, what a show, what a show we've got for you today. My goodness, it's been a very busy week for me. Very, very busy week leading to SummerSlam. Uh, Of course, as I record this, we are on the eve of the big uh, Caroline's Live event. I hope you managed, (coughs) excuse me, hope you managed to check it out, if you did. Um, uh, If not, it will be on upcoming podcasts, Kevin Owens and Gallows and Anderson, both with me live at Caroline's. That happened on Thursday, so if you're downloading this first thing, Maybe you still have time to get out to Caroline's in New York City at 2 p.m. Eastern. But literally, if you're not downloading it within the first six hours or so, you're probably too late. So still, enjoy the podcast. It's a very special episode this week. We're previewing SummerSlam. And I decided, I haven't had him on the podcast before, but my guest this week is comedian Dan Soder. Dan Soder is great. He's a hilarious dude. He's a good buddy of mine. Uh, He came with me to SummerSlam last year. He's a big wrestling fan. You've probably seen him on the list or whatever, uh, maybe Countdown, I'm not sure, on WWE Network. Uh, But he's been watching wrestling forever, and I thought he'd be the perfect guy to help me preview SummerSlam. So here he is, Dan Soder, my guest on Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast. And now, the Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast interview. Well, we're only a week, well, less than a week. Summer. It's the week of SummerSlam. We can feel SummerSlam breathing down our necks. So I thought it only appropriate that this week I would have my SummerSlam date. Yeah! <laughs> Two years in a row. We're making this a thing. Yep. Dan Soder hey. will be accompanying me to uh, SummerSlam. Now, the wrestling community really just knows you for the impressions, right? From or the Macho Man impression. From the Macho Man impression. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because you did the list on the network. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was fucking one of the coolest experiences. Yes. I'll try not to curse because I know it's, uh, you know, I know. Wrestling that... fans have sensitive ears. I know they do. <laughs> and I get them. Hey, <laughs> I get it. Soder, it's a PG podcast, I get okay? It. We're this moving is... in a different direction. It's a family product right. these days. The reason uh... I do this podcast is to put smiles on children's faces. That's <laughs> why so you're always wearing a John Cena shirt while you're doing <laughs> That's it. That's it, and uh, wristbands. I can't see you. They can't see you. It's mm-hmm. a visu- It's not a visual medium. It's just audio. They, uh, when I did the list, and they were having me do uh, my Macho Man impression, the guy that was doing the camera was this old guy named Dave. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know him. Yeah. yeah, and he was filming me, and I made it sound like a salacious, like I was jerking off on a couch and he's filming. <laughs> Good job, Dan. <laughs> uh, Dave was very polite, clammy hands. But uh, when I got done doing the list, he, um, he, he like cut the camera and he like walks out. He's like, I was like, hey, man, nice to meet you. He goes, hey, I just want to let you know I've been with the company since about 79 and that's the best Randy impression I've ever heard. And I was like, that's the coolest one. And he's actually recorded Ra- Randy. I mean, he called him Randy. Yeah. He didn't like, call like him Macho Man. No. He didn't call him the King. No. And- 
you know, that's Jerry Lawler, but some of us, it just depends regionally where you're well, from. Macho King is Macho a thing. Ki- Macho yeah. King. Macho they, King. He called him Randy. I was like, oh, man. And then I wish I could do voices of my friend's dead parents just to call them, like, start that as a service. <laughs> if I could just accurately, like, do you hey. remember? Do you remember when WWE had that service? When we were growing oh, you, up? Yeah, the 1-800 number. Yeah, and you could call and, like, The Undertaker would call and sing happy birthday to you? I don't remember that. Oh, yes. That not was not the hotline. I remember the hotline. The hotline was one thing. Yeah, but I remember, like, it was, like, the first time I felt like an itch, like a drug addiction itch. Because oh, yeah. I was like, I got to know what's going on on the hotline. Especially when WCW gave their hotline to Mean Gene. Oh. And he would talk about all the scoops he's got on the hotline. WCW's hotline was a real good one for a Oh, while. yeah. Oh, yeah. No, but WWF... For a while, in like the early to mid, probably the mid nineties, it was after the Hogan era. Yeah, you could call, and it would they would always be like they like record one version of the song, and yeah. then just all the names that they would just plug in. But for however much money, you call the number and you order this phone call. So if it's your birthday or your anniversary or whatever it is, you pick up. Hello. Exactly. It's your birthday. You're like, all right, Paul Bearer. I got Paul Bearer. That's who I got. He's a little, little cheaper. Yeah. Little... Uh, hey, so your mom lost her job. So we're just trying to just save a little bit of money. So I wanted to get you the Undertaker, but I can only afford Paul Bearer. Or like Bret Hart calls you and you go, is that what he sounds like? I, I mean, I know what he looks like. I just, yeah. He just sounds Shut like a your man. Eyes. <laughs> and then you yell back, you sell sunglasses. <laughs> I sell tickets. That's one of my favorite Ric Flair meltdowns. <laughs> <laughs> on YouTube is just him yelling, you sell sunglasses, I sell tickets. See, like, that would be a service. If you could just have Ric Flair call you and oh, spaz out on you. That just yell, uh, like, a, yeah, a slap, it would be like half dressing down, right. half inspirational. Like, here's what you, you would call Ric Flair and you go, my friend Dan, uh, he's, you know, he's a comedian, he's doing this, he's doing that, but... He's got some father issues, yeah, so, and, and you and you bring up some of the negative stuff. Yeah, he's not really, you know, he's not really dressing well these days. He, came to, he showed up to my show wearing sh- shorts. It's like <laughs> he's on a television show, he's, and he's a man of a certain age at this point. He's 33 years old, and the man's wearing shorts. Yeah, like, he's got TV credits. He's yeah. in his 30s, and he's wearing cargo shorts. And then Ric Flair just goes off on you. I wear suits! Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, all right, Rick, I feel bad. And then, you, But then he builds you back up. Then you build you up. Over the course of like two and a half minutes. Then he tells you you're a four horseman. <laughs> yeah. And then you feel great about it. Right. You gotta... It'd be funny if they just, if they were like somehow contractually, they had to keep it going. So now they're just like the guys that are rotating. They're like, yeah, I don't know, this guy Steve is in the four horsemen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he used to be so cool. Rick. I need uh, you to stop telling people they're in the horsemen when you call them. At this point, we have 60 horsemen. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's four. It's yeah. supposed to be four. Down to four. We had to kick out Tully Blanchard to make room for Jim over there. Tully Blanchard would be my favorite uh, wrestler to say was my dad in a bar to a, yeah? to a, like a girl. If I met a girl and she's like, so what do your parents do? I'm like, ah, my dad's like a professional wrestler. She's like, who? Tully Blanchard? <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know, his daughter's wrestling. What? Have you? She's done. I don't know. I don't think she's got a contract, but she had a match on NXT. Really? And she's done a bunch of East Coast Indies. Can I tell you something? Yeah. She's hot. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know if you remember those. The '80s were very good to Tully Blanchard. Yeah, I see what you're saying. When he wasn't in the Four Horsemen, he was busting brains. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. So he got to mix his DNA with all the right people. Plus, he's always looked like a hot girl's dad. 
Right. In the like, 80s? In the 80s, he had the chest hair, but then, like, the, the thinning sweep over hair. Like, Ducky has to, like, Ducky finally gets the pretty girl, but he's got to go impress that guy, her yeah. dad. He seems like the kind of guy that would walk in on the pool house when you're finally getting busy with his hot daughter. <laughs> what are you two doing in here? Right. And you're like, oh, yeah, of course, you've got dad physique. He's got those hairy forearms. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> those Robin Williams forearms. He's wearing a white polo shirt, yeah. but the sleeves are <gasps> real tight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but there's tricep, for, there's oh, yeah. tricep hair. Yeah, because he's going to play, uh, what's that, what's, that, what's the, like, the wall ball game? That they're playing in Wall Street. Oh. Like a handball or whatever. It's not it racquetball. It's high lie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. High lie. He's going to play that. Yeah. He's 80s rich. He's 80s rich. Totally. Yeah. Blessed. So, of course, he has a hot daughter. And it's awesome that she's in the business. So, obviously, you've watched wrestling forever. Yeah, since I can remember. Dude. There was a dead year when I didn't have a DVR. It got really hard. Was I'd, that watch like Wrestle- the... I'd only watch WrestleMania. Was that the beginning of DVR? So, it was before you cashed in on? It was when it was TiVo. Right. Like when you had TiVo and then when DVR just became like kind of regular, that's when I got back into wrestling. Because I, I could record raw. Because that because so that's you're you're in your twenties at that point because you're going and doing gigs and yeah, doing comedy. Dead broke. Right. Huge drinking problem. <laughs> right, right, right. The little money that's coming in is yeah. being left at the bar. Yeah, yeah, But I would always watch By the way, one. Ric Flair would love that. That's why I think he should call me and allow <laughs> me to be the 61st Horseman. <laughs> right. But I, uh, it was like when DVR started coming out that I was like, all right, I got this. And I'd always, But I would always watch uh, Royal Rumble to WrestleMania. So, like, what were the years that you were out? More uh, or less. Like, 2003 through 2007, but I would watch WrestleMania. I have to tell you. Not the worst time to be out. Did I tell you this? I blinked, came back, got back in pretty easy. You felt easy. like you didn't miss much. I, uh, you missed the, the ruthless be- aggression era. Yes, I did. And I missed the beginning of CM Punk. But when he came, that was the kind of the, one of the guys that pulled me in. And a couple, of, and I liked Triple H in his elder years. I started like being like, all right, cool. Was that when he had the Lemmy mustache yes. and beard? Yeah. And I was kind of like, I like old Triple H. <laughs> yeah. And then The Rock was popping back in and out. Right. Right. I'll tell you what really got me back full time was The Rock coming back. That Raw. I was watching that Raw. That's and what people that... need to remember when they criticize The Rock. Yeah. It's like that does bring people back. Dude, it brought me back full time. Right. Because I was watching Raw and then you just heard the music break and it got it gave me that feeling of when the Monday Night Wars were happening. Right. It, when I used to watch the Golden Era, it just hit. I was like, dude, I forgot how much I fucking love wrestling. But so you missed like the build of like Cena, Batista, yeah, Randy Orton. Yeah, but I generation. knew it because I'd watch WrestleMania. Right. So you got it. So I kind of knew and it was one of those things again, like as I got older and drinking became like a fun thing to do while <laughs> gambling on the Royal Rumble. Right. Then it became like a different adult like, but then I got full back into it when The Rock got back in and I knew Cena and Orton and Batista and I, and I had fun watching all that and the Hardy Boys and like all that kind of fun stuff was like a little bit right when I started getting out. You know, it's weird that, like, people are now saying that WrestleMania is for the mainstream and SummerSlam is, like, hardcore wrestling fans WrestleMania. I mean, this, this SummerSlam is fucking crazy I awesome. feel like it's always been that way. I feel like I always got the most excited for SummerSlam, even as a kid. And maybe that's because, like, the first— You know why? Is because I think it is—I I think you're right. Because I remember, like, Match Made in Heaven, Match Made in Hell. 91. 91, and that was, like, kind of—you know what it was? You were off from school. That's true, and you got to so you got to see the whole build, and you could do the whole build. Not only that, but you could also like have friends over, and like, yeah. and it's like I remember going to people's houses to watch SummerSlam, and you're like, "This is all I can't wait to watch." Because SummerSlam. usually you can do that on a Sunday night. No, no way. No, I was school. That's for bad kids. But then it is. <laughs> it's for kids who are you know you know thinking it's real. Yeah. Um, but it really was one of the, like, yeah, I think you're right. I think SummerSlam is, this year, fucking crazy. It's crazy. Like, I remember. It's everything I wanted from WrestleMania last year. For some reason, I've always, con- yeah. 
for some reason I've always connected with SummerSlam. So like the wrestling tape that I remember watching the most as a kid yeah. was SummerSlam 90, okay. which was Hogan versus Earthquake. Yeah. And Ultimate Warrior versus Rick Rude in a cage. That was a gr- Those were some of the best promos because that was when they did the promos through the cage. In front of the cage. <laughs> yeah. like, they just bring in one <laughs> chunk of the cage. <laughs> Two guys just holding it on both sides <laughs> and like the Warriors climbing it. And they're like, all right. <laughs> See, for me, this is, this is telling. I, as a kid, my favorite one was Survivor Series because I felt like you got the most bang for your buck. Because you get to see everybody. Everybody's on right. the card. So were you bummed out when they started doing like, oh, singles matches? Yeah, I thought. they And then when they kind of brought it back, I got excited. And then they, they really didn't stick with it. But I'm talking about late 80s, early 90s when that was the format where it was you right. had the championship match at the end, but everything else was teams. Yeah. And they yeah. were like had like the perfect team versus like the million. You but know. that's also it was easier to do then because it was like. All of the bad guys were friends, and yeah. all of the good guys were friends. Which, so you, there was something great about that. If you had to put together a team, it wasn't tough. Like, of course the Bushwhackers and the Rockers are friends. Uh, but you had to, Of yeah. course Demolition is friends with the fabulous Rougeaus. And like, you're like, where would they ever mingle? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> is there an like, evil wrestling bar? Like, like the fabulous Rougeaus are eating, like, uh, what are those uh, uh, French fries Poutine? called? Poutine. <laughs> yeah. And Demolition are hanging out in S&M bars. I just imagine Fuji and Heenan coordinating a play date. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to bring King Kong Bundy over, and you're going to hang out with the Orient Express. <laughs> yeah. Well, you see, we're all acting in pure self-interest, yeah. so we could be friends. Hey! <laughs> what? I'm a bad guy. I'm a bad guy. What? Yeah, I guess you're right. The concept would not work now. Are you hoping that with the draft split, because they said that they're going to split the pay-per-views. Except for the big ones, meaning Survivor Series is going to be dual branded. So one would think that maybe they would bring back those Survivor Series matches. I bet they do one or two. And that's it. One match. I guarantee they do one match. Mid, you think it's mid card, like maybe like Raw versus SmackDown Survivor Series style. Mid, yeah, mid card from both sides. Well, how are you? Th- now it's been this year at SummerSlam. But do you have a favorite SummerSlam? Not that I can. Oh, my! I have a favorite SummerSlam match, which is Bret Hart, uh, Mister Perfect, ninety-one. Yeah, that was the same thing. Match that's made in heaven, match made in hell. Yeah, that match is like uh, that's pretty great. You know what? I always say that the first match as a kid that I watched, because as a kid you like the stories, and yeah. I still like the stories, honestly. Yeah, yeah. But like the first wrestling match that I saw as a kid that made me appreciate actual wrestling. Yeah. I always say it was the Iron Man match between Brett and Sean. WrestleMania 13? 12. 12, yeah, that was 12. That was the same one as the Hollywood Backstreet Brawl right, with yes. Piper and Goldust. <laughs> but maybe it was that Brett Perfect match that was the I mean, first. Because like, even his kids were sitting there going like, this is not like anything we've seen before. I mean, the amount of small packages in that <laughs> match alone, you're like, all right, guys, we got it. You can right. twist each other up and perfectly pin each other like one, two, one, two, one, two. But yeah, that was like the first match. You're right. I was going to say the latter match, Razor, Sean. That was like the yeah. first match where I like watched it as a fan. Like, yo, those guys just. That was another moment where it was like, this is so different than anything I've ever anything. seen. And you're like, crazy. Like, wrestling's different now. But that's that SummerSlam 91 match, that goes to the point like now people kick out of finishes all the time. But they didn't do that a lot back then. And back then, you remember when Bret Hart kicked out of the perfect plex? Yeah. It was like. What just happened? <laughs> and didn't, I think, Mr. Perfect reversed the sharpshooter? I think so. And it was like, that can't be done. Yeah, when they reversed the sharpshooter, that blew my mind. Yeah. I was like, angles. I don't know how all the angles <laughs> work. Uh, but then, you know, what's funny is you say that, and I'm starting to remember some of my favorite moments ever. My favorite promo is Legion of Doom SummerSlam 92 
when they're taking on the nasty boys and they stop the natural disasters from getting to a sick Andre with the arm crutches. Yes. And he was with the Bushwhackers. Oh, no, no, no. That was 91 as that's well. That's 91? Yes. Oh, ah, that's 91. Is, the 91 is the best then. Yes. That's, Hawk has my favorite thing where he goes, Whelp! <laughs> it seems to me that it seems to me. And he's just losing his shit. Yeah. You're like, Hawk is so awesome. <laughs> and that's when older. he finishes where he goes, Because there's men. There's boys, there's men, and there's monsters. Oh, and you're like, I remember as a kid, like, punching the TV, like, I want to fuck out. And you know what? And that's one of those things. LOD 91 promo. Yeah, yeah. I'm so glad that you remember that because it seems to me what it seems Seems to to be be, has been literally since the day he said that in 1991, it's (laughs) never left my head. And nobody would ever, like, if I just said it. It's poetry. It is poetry. It seems to me that it seems to be. Who the fuck talks (laughs) like that? I'll tell you who, Hawk. And then you realize, like, you get older and you're like, he was geeked out of his mind. Oh, my God. That was a dangerous man. (laughs) (laughs) That man had a hair trigger that I would not want to be around. It's like, yeah. yeah. That was all 91. And you know what? That was at the garden. Wow, that man. was all. Oh, that was the Mountie versus uh, Big Boss Man, and a loser goes to jail. Yeah, match. yeah. And then you watch it back, and you don't realize there's gay jokes in it. Oh, there's a like, lot of rape jokes. The, gay the, rape. There's the, a lot of the Mountie goes to jail. I watched it back. Like I haven't seen it in years, but I watched it back when I was older. And like the Mountie goes to jail, and uh, the guy in the cell next to him, and I never got it as a kid, and I got older, and I was like, whoa. The guy who's in the cell with him goes. Don't you just love the way leather feels against your skin? I remember that, <laughs> but do, I right? don't remember the... Oh, my God. That's what he was saying. Yeah, well... And the mouth is going, let me out of here! Let me out! And then Jimmy Hart, I gotta do something, baby! <laughs> That's my favorite. He's with this other tag team, and he's like, I gotta leave, nasty boys! Yeah. Please, I gotta bail the Mountie out of jail! Right. He's in the tombs! Because <laughs> Jimmy Hart had... The Nasty Boys, the and Natural the Disasters, and, and the, the Mountie to take care of. pulling a lot of duty. I got so many jackets! <laughs> he just and has all to all keep changing lost, his jackets. Yeah. Because the Natural Disasters had the Bushwhackers, but, but the Bushwhackers they won. had Andre. But the, uh, the Natural, Natural Disasters, Disasters won. won. They okay. beat the Bushwhackers. That was a, that was a fair ending. They and then that. all the schmoz stuff happened after? Yes. I see. Because the Natural, uh, Natural Disasters, uh, Bushwhackers were beat up, and then the Natural Disasters got out on opposite sides of the ring and started walking towards Andre, and then LOD came down the to aisle. save Andre. Which was badass. They were like, Bushwhackers, 91. So we got you it. can take care of yourself. 91 is the but best. The, you said the main event was... Quake, Earthquake, Hogan. No, that was 90. That was 90. 91, what was... Oh, that was, yeah, was Match, Match Made, Made in, in Hell. Warrior, Hogan, Slaughter. Adnan uh, and Mustafa. Well, with the Sheik. Slaughter's looking around at the Sheik with no knees. And General Adnan, who all he's doing is raking Hogan back the whole time. <laughs> like, what are we doing here? <laughs> are you guys having passionate sex or a tag team match? Yeah, like, what is this? Yeah, that's, uh, wow, 91 SummerSlam, the best SummerSlam of all time. Yeah, because 92, 92 was the first live show I ever went to. That was Wembley? No. Yeah, that was Wembley. No, that was in England. Oh, Because yes. I lived in England when I, I was a kid for a little while. Child. Well, yeah, I wasn't born there. A but British then. boy <laughs> named Samuel Roberts. That's right, William Regal was my favorite. Yeah, oh, please give him another arm lock. Right, I was like, where's the British Bulldog? I want you to trip him and then give him an arm lock. <laughs> wrestling, English wrestling. Just catch can style. Catch can, grab him by the waist, <laughs> put him over your hip. Yeah, yeah, no, there have been, there have been good summer slams. But this one is fucking awesome. It's loaded to the gills. Well, you've liked the whole products post-draft, right? I, you know, I think I, am I a, am I one of the few? 
No, I think generally people have quite a I just think it's bit. giving guys that I like that were kind of crushed by the weight of the roster. Like, I like that Bray Wyatt is in an actual match. Who's Bray Wyatt got at SummerSlam? I don't think they have anything, do they? No. Because he, he took on Ziggler. Right. You just like the Bray Wyatt, like Bray's part of it. I just like that he's involved. Even, right. Because yeah, then I, it makes it more special if he gets to a pay-per-view. Right. Gotcha, gotcha. And I, I think they need saying. to build up. I, see what you're I like that they took Braun Strowman out of the Wyatt family. Right. And just are giving him squash guys to just have this monster. throw him around. Because right. that's what you do. You build him up with all these guys that can just he can just throw around. But then I like that a lot of the tag teams, I like that that's split up. I think it should be together. You really do. I think, I don't think there should be two belts. I think it should be. It's not a belt. It's a championship. Oh, I apologize. <laughs> I think I don't think there should be two straps. <laughs> I think that they should have. They should have Raw gets all the tags and all the cruiserweights eventually when they're ready, and then SmackDown gets all the women, and so that's why. So that way you don't have to separate the titles. All yeah. the women, and then that way, honestly, because if you put all the women on SmackDown. Then they have the opportunity to like be maybe main events. Like they could take the whole thing over. Yeah. But if you split up the roster, they can't. Yeah, you're right because it it really does water down the division. Waters, I like that yeah. idea. All yeah. right. And like on SmackDown, I was watching the other week, and I guess the, the Usos are injured, but they did this angle where it was all the teams together. Yeah. The whole tag team division. There's like four teams, and you're like, you, we could settle this in a fatal four way. Well, they did that with. Um... They just did that on SmackDown last That's week. That's what I'm talking team about. Team Alpha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, where they had like where while, they had. While uh, I'm watching that, I go, that tag team division feels shallow. It feels like the JV because it's only four teams. Well, and then you also look in in Gallows. Well, you Gallows look at and Anderson, New Gallows Day, and Anderson, yeah. New Day, and Enzo and Big Cass, plus the Dudleys and the Dudleys. I mean, yeah, you're right. Just combine them both. And then That's you what have I would do. A range. That's what I would do. Um, uh, but yeah, and it's also interesting because like SummerSlam really shows you that. The brand split is making it so, you know, it is. Some guys are going to get new opportunities. Yeah. And some guys are not going to be able to be on these big pay-per-views because each brand only gets so many matches. But that that's kind of, I like that. It's not its not a bad thing. Because then you kind of get, you get excited for something like Battleground because right. you're like, ah, oh, one of my favorite guys is on there. Right, I didn't see Bray at, at SummerSlam, so yeah. I'm glad he's going to be at whatever it is. I like Sami Zayn or, or someone. Yeah, you're right. Like someone. Is it he, is interesting, though. Yeah, because Sami Zayn. Like they put him over, and he was a key point at Battleground. But yeah, he doesn't have a SummerSlam match. But Ke- and Kevin Owens is in a tag team match. He's in a tag match with with Jericho. I think that's more. Let's give heat to Enzo and Big Cass while right. we while we do this uh, yeah. New Day Gallows and Anderson angle. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they. I've been saying this for a while, but I would think that at some point before long they're just going to split up Enzo and Cass. I don't think they look at those guys as like a future. Big big tag team, even really? Though, even though they're amazing, don't get me wrong. You really don't think they do? I know because I think that Enzo is so good on the mic. Yeah, I think they're going to give him an opportunity. Hopefully, he'll end up being like you know a Shawn Michaels type or something. Okay, who knows? Because I think that they see and they should see a lot of money in Big Cass. See, I think the money with Big Cass comes because he's tall. He's he's just he's great in the ring. Yeah, but then you have Enzo saying all the hilarious shit. So now I want to stick around and watch Cass's match. I I feel like it's it's like with, with they're gonna they look at Big Cass like they looked at Big Daddy Cool, and like maybe you he think would, he's Diesel. Yeah, like maybe he wasn't the greatest champion of all time, but boy did they give him a run. So you know, like the online stuff where they're saying like I've talked to a couple of friends where they're saying like uh, Ziggler needs a Diesel. 
You think Big Cass comes over? I don't know. I think Ziggler needs to like really show his frustration. Yeah, like like be do a, a pipe bomb. Be a bad guy. Yeah, like I'd love be to like see a good heel. Up yours, Ambrose. Like you haven't had to like. Yeah, Ziggler has. I've had, been around. Right. They've gave me the belt. He's had so many starts and stops. He's yeah. had so many grabs. He's fucking great too. Right. He's got. A, I I wish Ziggler because I'm happy that he's in the main event. I think that's yeah. cool. I think it's really cool. That's why. That's what I meant. I like the brand split. Yeah. Guys are getting shots like. Ziggler's a guy that's been around, right. and I like that it's Ambrose and Ziggler. I just think it'd be cool if Ziggler was like, uh, "Hey, like I'm I'm not interested in proving to you or any of the fans or any of the wrestlers that I'm worth what I say. I'm just going to start stealing the show because a show off is not a good guy, right? No, should be a bad guy, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. It, I think I think you're absolutely right. It'd be great if Ziggler played that up more. Are you? But what match are you most excited about? I mean, Finn Balor, Seth Rollins. Yeah. That's, now he's not just the demon. Did you see Raw last night? Yeah. He's the demon king. Oh, yeah. Where you're like, oh, upgrade. <laughs> yeah. no, you come to Raw and you're the demon king. Yeah. Fun. I, I had no idea. Oh, we're changing the lore. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm most excited about that because I've been watching the Cruiserweight Classic and it's so like, it's just gotten me into like great workers. Mm-hmm. Like guys are like really just good matches. Yeah. That's Cedric Alexander match. I was talking to you about it yesterday. It's just unbelievable. I kind of think Ring of Honor is like out of their minds to not to have let Cedric Alexander go. It's I mean, crazy. maybe they couldn't do anything. But... I know, but the, some of the spots he's done in that tournament, I'm like, what? It, like, which the, is good for him. The rub he got from from the Cruiserweight Classic better push him to. Yeah, and that's good for him too. I think because I feel like the Cruiserweight Classic people were like. Okay, I'm watching Ibushi, I'm watching Zack Sabre Jr., yeah. I'm watching Brian Kendrick. Like there were got and I don't know that Cedric Alexander was on the short list of people to watch. Dude, I watched us, Yeah. Yeah. And all of a sudden he stole he stole the show. First first match in the tournament, I was like, ah, this guy looks pretty cool. He's like got some good moves, and then you just watch the match, you're like, this guy can work. Yeah. And that's why I'm excited. That's just got me ramped up for Finn Balor, Seth Rollins, because I just I mean, it was like, dude, we watched that Cena-Rollins match last year at SummerSlam. Was that was the best match. It was great. That was just such... I mean, Rollins was just all over the place. Well, like, Rollins, and I've said this before, Seth Rollins, and he doesn't get half the credit he deserves, is working on a different level yeah. than almost anybody else he's, on the roster. He's perfect in 91. Yeah, but... Yeah, With, you know what? No, you're right, because perfect in 91... Was honestly better than most of the roster. I think perfect in ninety one's the best. He's the best in ring worker in ninety one. Because I was about to say he's perfect in ninety one, but he can do a promo. But perfect's promos were great, unbelievable. So is Seth Rollins, right? By the way, perfect, Mister Perfect made you think he thought everything he did was perfect. And Seth Rollins, like I believe that this guy really does think that he's the top of the show. Screw Finn Balor. There's almost like this point where you're like I'm on his side in a weird way, but he annoys the shit out of me. Exactly. He's good at making you angry at him, and it's like. He's the one guy who could come back. Like, honestly, they didn't make it easy for him. No. He's like, number one, he's amazing, and everybody secretly loves him in their heart. Yeah, of course. Number two, he's gone for a while, and people legit, like, I, like, usually when a wrestler's gone with an injury, it's like, okay, show goes on. Oh, it's cool. They're back. Like, I missed Seth Rollins. When he came back in the black and gray, I was like, this is awesome. Right. Like, people lost their minds when he and came he back. And he went. He, like, immediately got into it in the ring, and you're like, oh, he can go. And he oh, dropped, he can go. And he dropped the pile driver on his injured knee. Oh, it was great. Number three, he was going against Roman Reigns at a point when everybody hated him. Yeah. And number four, I don't know if you saw the documentary they did on him on the I network. Didn't, I didn't see that comeback documentary. Watch it? Yeah. 
Because if he isn't already, the doc will make him your favorite wrestler I mean, of he all time. Almost, he's so good in the ring that, like the the Roman Reigns matches, you're like, this is awesome, right? Like now, those two guys, Roman Reigns. I know he's your buddy, yeah. And I'm excited. I'm actually very excited for this U.S. Championship match for the Rusev match. Yeah, I like the Rusev. I think the only problem is if you're going to split up Enzo and Cass. Let's yeah. say hypothetically the the Diesel. The Diesel thing happens, and he becomes Ziggler's Diesel. Then give Enzo to Roman Reigns. And Roman, Re- Roman Reigns, so you're saying... He's the quiet badass. Just you're saying... Please make him the quiet badass. Dolph needs a Diesel, yeah. and Roman needs a Sean. Yes. Maybe Roman should be Dolph's Diesel then. Oh. Not bad. Not bad at all. They but, just need to stop. He, it, it needs to stop. The mic work <laughs> needs to stop. I think it's... I'm yeah, into everything until the mic work happens. Right. I'm there. I'm right. on board. But so all four, like all this is stacked up for Seth Rollins. Yeah. And he can still come back and be a bad guy. And still be a bad guy. Still be the top heel. And yeah, and he's an effective bad guy. And he could be an effective good guy if he wanted to. Like He just I, reminds me of a guy that would show up at work that you don't like. And you're like, ah, fuck, Seth is here. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. Like you walk into work and you're like, ah, today's going to suck. And Seth goes right. He's like, like, he looks by and he's like, hey, nice tie, jerk. And, and then he like, walks oh, into the boss's office yeah. and you just watch him kissing his ass. Hey! And you're like, I hate him. I hate him. And but he's reason- also so good at his job. I know. And the reason you hate him is because, like, oh, he's going to get another promotion. Yeah. Oh, and he deserves it. He really uh, is that guy. He's really that guy. Uh, the problem is he's aware of it. <laughs> yeah. And he lets you know. I don't like his self-awareness. <laughs> um, but, yeah, and I think he could be a good guy at a moment's notice, too, for the record. Yeah. Like, I think he's just that. He's that good. I was saying uh, before Battleground, when you had, like, the shield together. Yeah. Somebody was asking, maybe it was Katie who was asking me, like, were you happy to see the Shield together? And I was like, honestly, when I watched Dean, Roman, and Seth in the ring together, I didn't think that was a Shield segment. I thought that's Seth's segment. Yeah. Like, I'm like, Seth is over here, and everybody around him is, is under him. He's my favorite wrestler. Yeah, he and is. And by the way, uh, I love Finn Balor. Finn Balor's amazing. He's amazing. But he's a guy that, like, um, he just pays his, he paid his dues. Seth? No, Finn, Finn. Balor. That now, like, I think anyone else, anyone else in wrestling gets a pop this big, steps onto a show from NXT and is in the main event at the first big pay-per-view mm-hmm. from premiering, is you're like, that. I mean, that's that's like a crazier push than Roman Reigns got. Way crazier. Way and that's crazier. actually like the Roman Reigns fanboys are like, uh, you know, everybody said that Roman was shoved down our throats and that's what we didn't like. But when Finn got shoved down our throats... And every- like, yeah, and I love it. And guess what? Because with Finn... It works so well. I want more of it. Time the lighting out on your entrance song. That's the coolest. His NXT entrance translated perfectly. Perfectly. And can you WWE. imagine how well they're going to do it at SummerSlam? I mean, I can't wait. The re- We'll be next to each other, buddy. We will. We'll be punching with each our, other in the arms. With our hands on each other's thighs. Like, oh, my God. The Demon King. Yeah. <laughs> but it really, um, it's it's like he's a guy where he just stepped in. My question is, do you think Samoa Joe could have that big of a pop? I don't know. I it's no not as big as Finn Balor, um, not small, but not as big as Finn Balor. Finn just like came in and you're like, yeah, put him in the like. I loved the Raw where he won the the two fatal or the, he won the fatal yeah. four way and then the but that's just Finn Balor. No, he delivers in the ring. Mm-hmm. You know his pro his his promos are good because he doesn't say much. Yeah, that's he perfect. doesn't play to his weaknesses. Yeah, he plays to his strengths. 
Yeah. And he fucking shows up in the Fonzie jacket, and cool. for some reason, it's it looks cool. By the way, have you ever put a leather jacket on shirtless? It is very uncomfortable. Well, yeah. Unlike the guy that was next to the Mountie, the feel of leather <laughs> on your skin is not comfortable. Except, you know what? Like, yeah, like you and I have torsos that you can tell. Like we, I think we have similar torsos. Yeah. Yours is longer than mine. Okay, yeah. But I think we have similar torsos in the sense that even when we wear T-shirts, Nobody thinks we're in any kind of shape. No, 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 no. no, no. You're not waiting for this to peel off. No, like, like it's obvious that we'll have some comfort food. Yeah, you're like, oh, you're, yeah, hey, yeah. I want to take a nap on your tummy. Exactly. Not a gym rat, huh? No, no I do yeah. other stuff. Finn Balor doesn't have an ounce of body fat. Not one ounce. My God, this guy. But I'm just talking about: Have you ever taken a shirtless nap on a leather couch? It's very uncomfortable. Oh, and you just stick to it yeah. as you're getting up. <laughs> but that's what he does when he walks to the ring. <laughs> yes. Just like walking with a couch on your back. <laughs> but he, I, I mean, he's translated perfectly to the WWE. Oh yeah, and it's yeah. just, it, and like, I think they've done good because he's not, uh, he hasn't been wrestling on TV. And when he does, it's they're great matches. But he hasn't wrestled since the two Fatal Four Ways, has he? The Fatal Four Way and then the Roman Reigns. Yeah, he did one more match. I think he, uh, I thought he just did that one wrong. The two, the Fatal Four Way and the Roman Reigns. I think that's all he's done, unless I'm mistaken. And they'll let me know on Twitter if I am. Well, we'll find out. But later. I feel like that's all he's done. I, I want to say there was one more match. I feel like I watched him do on Raw. I don't know. They'll let us know. Hey, well, definitely. At Dan Soder. Oh, boy. (laughs) Oh, gas on the fire. You don't know everything, so you know nothing. Sam, why don't you talk to fans on your show? This guy doesn't know his... By the way, it's sports entertainment. (laughs) Yeah. He said belt, not championship. (laughs) (laughs) What do you feel about the new belt? Well, I haven't... What do you mean? Like, just the fact that it exists? Or what it's called, or what it looks like? I've renamed it myself. What have you renamed it? The Sam Roberts Very Special Participation Trophy? No, I like that better. Okay. But, uh, no, as far as I'm concerned, you and I yeah. will be sitting at SummerSlam cheering for whichever man is going to become the new WWE Champion of the Universe. Champion of the Universe. Not Universal Champion. That doesn't work at all. I like that. Champion, champion of, of the, the universe. universe. It's like, oh, my God. Because you could either say, oh, my God, Finn Balor's the Champion of the Universe. Or Seth Rollins goes, ha, 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 ha. I told you I'd be the champion of the universe. It's great. It's great. That's actually a pretty decent Rollins. Thank you. You're, <laughs> Thank you're, you're getting up there. Thank you. Uh, and also, it's like, I imagine if you called it that, then the world heavyweight champion would feel about that belt the way the intercontinental champion feels about the heavyweight belt. So which, really, you're just creating a ladder effect. But I think... Which is great. I think that the name of the title is now the WWE Heavyweight Championship. I don't think it's the World Champion. I don't think it's the World Championship. So it's Heavyweight Champion. I think it's WWE, unless it's WWE World Champion. Maybe it's W. I don't know what it is. See? But if they did World and Universe, then it seems like it's like flight mileage. I understand gold into platinum into diamond. But. I understand intercontinental into world into universe. But we're supposed to believe that Raw and SmackDown's champions are equal. Not one's better than the other. But that's not how wrestling works. Yeah, we don't That's believe, not life. We don't believe that, do we? Well, this isn't Vietnam, Sam. There are rules. <laughs> <laughs> but there yeah. will be one. Yeah. Oh, man. There needs to, they need to do that. They just need to get on board and just do... Just... Like, have it make sense where there is one supreme title. Because if there's two belts, it just doesn't mean... It... See, for me, I was in favor... So, you were you... When they first first did the brand split, was that in your off year? Because I think two thousand two. Yeah, it was. Okay. When I when I came when I would check so back like, in. Oh, so that's the one. The one thing you missed was the world heavyweight champion. was the build of Brock Lesnar. 
That is unfortunate. Which I got to see WrestleMania's. Okay, so you saw him almost you know, break his neck against Kurt Angle. Yes. When he did the shooting star. And Kurt Angle. I missed the whole Kurt Angle run, mostly. You All you saw was fun, goofy Kurt Angle. U.S. Olympian Kurt Angle. Not like no. broken freaking neck nope. Kurt Angle. Nope. Oh, man. I missed that whole era. So did you watch the King of the Ring when Kurt Angle fought Shane McMahon? Nope. Oh, dude, have you seen it? Nope. You, you have the network. Yeah. You got to go back. I think it's King of the Ring. Okay. Oh, two, I want to say. I was definitely out then. It's either O one or O two. It was at the Meadowlands. Okay. Because I was there. All right. And it's, I was there, man. Yeah. And it's Shane versus Kurt Angle. Okay. And the match, like, if you didn't have respect for Shane McMahon before, yeah. which everybody should. Yeah. But if you didn't have respect <laughs> for Shane McMahon. Sam you, Roberts, Shane O'Mac guy. Shane O'Mac. All right. You see that way? It's collection of ones. Oh, uh, Yeah. The, just, By the way, the, the only thing I don't like... It's cool when Enzo does it. I don't like when Shane does it. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I'm cool with Enzo's foot fluttering. The only thing I don't like is that, uh, you know, Shane McMahon wears all the Jordan 1s. Yeah. And everybody goes like, oh, did you start wearing those because of Shane? And I'm like, no, yes. I started collecting Jordan 1s. Because of Shane of McMahon. Shane McMahon. The, the son of infamous wrestling <laughs> promoter, Vince McMahon. <laughs> um, but, like, the match is like, it's a street fight, and it's brutal. So there's, like, glass panes set up in the entrance, like plexiglass panes. Yeah. And Angle hits him up for the belly-to-back. Yeah. And he belly-to-backs. He's supposed to go through it. He doesn't go through. The top, the top back, you know what I'm saying, yeah. of his head just bounces off the plexiglass, and he just hits straight to the concrete. And it's just like, did I just see a guy die? What? And then Shane, like, you know, whispers and Kurt's here, do it again. And, like, he's like... Kurt does it again. It, I think it took three times before <gasps> he broke it. And, like, when he broke it, it's not – obviously, at that point, you know, it's not sugar glass because <laughs> yeah. he breaks it, and it's just – Shane's bleeding, and he's obviously concussed. He tries to do it again. Like, he, they're on the other side of the glass. My thing. God! <laughs> <laughs> There's probably a bunch of my gods. I would say so. Yeah. He's on the other side of the glass now. So they're like, okay, I'm going to belly to back you through it, Jesus. through the other side to get back to the arena. <laughs> yeah. And he does it. Only this time, it doesn't break, and Shane just kind of slides down and just head to concrete. Yeah, dude. And it's like you can't, but like you got to watch it. And, the, and but the fact that Shane like keeps going, yeah. it's yeah. the most crazy thing you've ever seen. All right, I. It's... But the reason that what the reason I bring that up, we were talking about the Brock Lesnar, the draft, the draft, the, the first original draft. draft, the original one. So when they first did the draft. They had an undisputed champion. Yeah. And he would go between the two shows. Okay. He was a daywalker. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. The only problem I had was I feel like the integrity of the draft is important. Yes. And otherwise it doesn't make any sense. Like yeah. I already don't like that they're – like I didn't like what the Daniel Bryan was on Raw. I didn't like Randy Orton doing a run-in on you – know, You're an asshole if SmackDown. you don't like that. I don't like it. You don't like an RKO out of nowhere when he's supposed to be on SmackDown? I love an RKO out of nowhere. You don't like an RKO on, uh, out of nowhere on The Beast Incarnate on <laughs> Raw when Orton's supposed to be banished to SmackDown? But what I want, like, I want... You want that divisiveness, that it's not even something cool like that, and then he shows up and gives him an F5 on SmackDown? You loved it. I fucking loved it. What I want is the... F- we didn't even talk about that match yet. What I want is the first cross-promotional run-in to not happen a week after the draft. I kind of like it. <laughs> you, you love it. I love it because the now sheer it's unpredictability like, of it. Well, all. now you're like, oh, now these guys really, there's something, there's a problem. Right. They don't like each other. There's a, I can't wait to see this problem 
resolved at SummerSlam. But I tell you, uh, so, but when they had the champion going back and forth, yeah. number one, I feel like it confused the brands. Like, it, like the casual watchers started getting confused. About, I think I was definitely confused. Right. Yeah, exactly. Who was it? Eddie Guerrero? No, uh, it was Brock. Oh, At yeah. one point, you know, and it switched a couple times. Eddie Guerrero had the title, but by then, I think it was just a SmackDown title. Um, so it confused people, I think, and it made it so, ev- like, at least once a month, one of the brands didn't have a world title storyline. That's good, though. That needs that. You need, I would say you need to go uh, through a pay-per-view cycle. Without a champion, without it. So you, li- like, when, when Brock... And The Rock, both of them, well, maybe, but when Brock was champion. Yeah. And he would disappear and you just wouldn't have a world champion at the pay-per-view. That's fine. You like that? Yeah, why do you need a world champion every pay-per-view? Because it makes it a little more special, you mean? Yeah. I see. When Hogan used to, when Hogan used to put his belt on the line at major pay-per-views. And that's because there weren't 12 pay-per-views. It was there like. There were five. Right. And you would see on Saturday night main event. He would be in the corner of Macho Man, or they, or they'd set up a tag team, match. a tag team match where he wouldn't get the belt, you wouldn't get what you wanted until unless you went and watched Survivor Series. Or and he wouldn't Slam. even wrestle on superstars. No superstars are wrestling. You no, might you're get... watching the Texas Tornado versus Bad News Brown. Yeah, you might get a you might get a Hogan promo. Maybe I mean, if you get a Hogan promo, you you better be in front of the TV. Right. That was like, see, that's what wrestling was like in ninety, ninety one, ninety two. That was that was when they could say next week. Oh man, we're gonna have a Hogan promo. And that would be the or event. Mean Gene's going to sit down with the champion, and you're like, I got to watch. I have when to Mean watch. Gene went to Macho Man's house, right? Where he's oddly working out in jeans in his backyard. <laughs> yeah. Everyone knows I like to work out a little bit in the denim. <laughs> denim gets the sweat going. I'm a Levi's guy. Jeans are so tight, though. He's the original Levi's guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Brit Ford. Uh-huh. I'm the original Levi's guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was like I liked promos like that, yeah. Mister Perfect. That's kind of where you learned about him. The they vignettes. Build up the vignettes of him doing the athletic yeah. stuff, and then he'd wrestle a squash match against like the Brooklyn Brawler. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, ah, oh, this guy's fucking awesome. He is perfect. Yeah, everything he does is perfect. And then Wade Boggs would be like, he is perfect. Yeah, Chris <laughs> Carter. Yeah, in the in the Minnesota where he throws yeah. himself. To, I don't. Is it Jake Reed or Chris Carter? It's one of those. But it's like, why not do that? Why not have one champion? So that way, if this was a championship match and it was between Finn Balor and Seth Rollins, it means everything. It means everything. I see. And you have everyone on this pay per view like who's going to be the, or if it was Orton and Lesnar, and but there was the belt, the heavyweight championship, you'd be like. Man, if Orton wins, it's going to be on SmackDown. Right, right. And then they're going to have their exclusive pay-per-view, so it might change to someone else in SmackDown. On SmackDown. And then how do you build that across Raw? I mean, it, I, I think it would just give a lot more opportunity. I think it would just put a lot more importance on the belt. You're, Having two belts, you're like, it's like the AFC Championship and the NFC Championship. You're like, well, it doesn't matter unless you win the Super Bowl. I feel like they've done – yeah, that's true. That's actually – that's a great point. Yeah, it's just like, cool, you guys won your respective show's titles. Like the, like the Buffalo Bills or like <laughs> whatever. Yeah. Champions every AFC year. AFC champion four years in a row. And you're like, yeah, but you got the shit stomped out of you. Well, three out of the four years. Yeah. Like you're losers, though. You guys didn't win the championship. <laughs> right. So it'd be like, it'd be cool if the winner of Ambrose Ziggler all of a sudden had to take on the winner of Rollins and there's Balor. One, I got you. And there's one belt. I got you. The big gold. The old you. Ric Flair. Right. Right. The championship belt. That is in my mind. I have, yeah, we both have wing, winged eagles at home. Oh, yeah, we do. With? The WWF. Not that cheap old no. WW logo, whatever that is. No, we got the WWF logos. Paid a little more. Yeah. <laughs> Hit us in the pockets. Yeah. <laughs> We're both respected champions. We could talk about this. Exactly. But my favorite belt is the old 
the NWA, the WCW, gold. Ric Flair gold. I remember when that when that title first showed up on TV. <sighs> I got to awesome. tell you, I had no idea what it was. I remember it because I remember when Ric Flair wore it. On WWF. On WWF. That's what I'm talking about. That was the first. Number they one. blurred it out. Ric Flair showed up. Yeah. This is how much of a WWF kid I was, and I don't know if you're the same. Ric Flair showed up. I didn't know who he was. Oh, I knew exactly who he was. Then they were like, this is the real world title. And I was like, what's that, a new belt? I didn't know what the title was. (laughs) Little English Sam. (laughs) I don't like this. Well, yeah, the NWA wasn't in England. Yeah. And see, the funny thing with me is I had TBS. The Superstation? The Superstation, so you could watch WCW. Right. So I'd get my fill of WCW. WWF was like my main thing, but my side chick was WCW. Right. Yeah, I, I knew like Luger, Lex Luger was there, like Hulk Hogan, and I knew the bad guy. Like, But Ric Flair was the guy that I was like, dude, this guy is awesome. Because I love the fact that he would be in some sound studio in Georgia just talking shit to people. Right. Which is so funny, too. That, that One of the glorious parts of being a wrestling fan as a kid in the 90s was like my only exposure to WCW was we got the WCW magazines. Oh. So I would always buy the W. I've never seen the show and I would buy every issue of WCW magazine. It always felt weird. PN News was on the cover. Oh. And I'd be like, I've never seen a PN News. I don't, what is this? Oh, dude, the best was like, um, the best was when a WCW superstar or tag team would come over to the WWE mm-hmm. like when the Brain Busters showed up with Bobby Heenan. Right, and I, and to I was me, like, that's the Four Horsemen. And I was like, what brand new tag team? And to me, what? I'm like, Arn Anderson, Tully Blanchard, Brain Busters, what are they, uh, rookies? Hey, I interrupt Dan Soder for just a minute. I know it's rude to let you guys know that Sam Roberts' wrestling podcast is brought to you by WWE 2K17. Get ready, folks, ladies and gentlemen, you're all going to be taken to Suplex City, courtesy of WWE 2K17. WWE 2K17 is back once again as the defending champion of WWE video games with its cover superstar, Brock Lesnar. WWE 2K17 features amazing graphics and gameplay, as well as a gigantic roster featuring the biggest and brightest WWE superstars, past and present. WWE 2K17 also offers a powerful creation suite featuring uh, returning favorites such as create a superstar, create a championship, as well as new creation options such as create a video and, get this, create a victory. The all-new promo engine will bring the drama and personality of the WWE superstars to life in my career, and WWE Universe modes. Your words will shape your characters as they rise through the ranks of NXT and WWE to become WWE Hall of Famers. Enjoy a star-studded soundtrack featuring some of the top names in the music industry, curated by executive soundtrack producer Sean Diddy Combs, a.k.a. Puff Daddy. I've had him on my show before. Pre-order your copy today and receive uh, uh, two playable characters of the legendary Bill Goldberg from his days in WCW and his WWE tenure, as well as two classic WCW arenas. For more information on everything WWE 2K17, go to WWE.2K.com. WWE 2K17 hits shelves on October 11th. It's sooner than you think. Pre-order now. And what goes better with a video game than something to eat? This is where you're going to need Blue Apron. It's, uh, it's taking all the fresh ingredients, the freshest ingredients, 
and it's giving them to you at a price that's actually affordable. You know, you go to the organic section of the supermarket, it's not that easy. You don't know what to make. You don't know what ingredients to get, and they're always very expensive. Uh, Blue Apron uh, makes it all worth your while. They've established a partnership with over 150 local farms, fisheries, and ranchers across the United States. So... Seafood is sourced uh, sustainably under standards developed in partnerships with the Monterey Bay uh, Aquarium Seafood Watch. Beef is humane. Uh, all the refrigerated farming practices are used for produce, uh, and it can be delivered, Blue Apron that is, to 99% of the continental United States and 99.5% of food desserts. Uh, let me tell you something about Blue Apron. They actually are real food. So much of this stuff is, 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 is either not real, you don't know what you're getting, or it's too expensive. Build those strong family bonds with Blue Apron because you're cooking more often and you're saving money that way. It's less than $10 for, per meal, and Blue Apron is going to deliver you seasonal recipes along with pre-portioned ingredients to make uh, delicious home-cooked meals. It's amazing. Some of the meals available in August include uh, spiced por- pork burgers with goat cheese and cucumber corn salad. Oh, my God. Chicken tinga tacos with summer squash and tomato salsa and a whole bunch more. I want you to check out this week's menu and get your first three meals for free with free shipping just from me. By going to blueapron.com slash Roberts. You're going to love how good it feels and tastes to create incredible home-cooked meals with Blue Apron. So don't wait. Go to blueapron.com slash Roberts. Blueapron.com slash Roberts. Blue Apron is a better way to cook. And you're eating on me. I got your first three meals. Blueapron.com slash Roberts. Let's get back to Dan Soder. I feel. Okay. We were talking about this. I feel like we're dating and you're mad at me. (laughs) I feel. I feel. I'm going to make I statements uh, here, (laughs) not you statements. I feel. Um, Heath had a better spot on Raw than Sami Zayn did. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did, right? I'll tell you this. It made me. I I haven't liked the Heath Mm storyline. I liked it yesterday when he showed up and talked shit to Brock. Yeah. I kind of like this. And it was like Heath going like. I've got two kids at home and all the other ones that yeah. I don't. And it's Just like keeping okay. up with the lie. And you're like, yeah. that's cute. And then I like that Brock was like, but, but seriously, don't interrupt Paul Heyman again. Yeah. Don't crush you. You got to leave, dude. You got to leave. You I'm, need to I'm gonna go I'm going to suplex away. you out of here. Yeah. That yeah. was great. It was good. So that's why looking... I think they've done a good job of building up this Randy Orton Brock Lesnar match. Right. Right. I'm excited for it as much as I'm excited for the championship match, which is a great thing if you have. I have to tell you. I'm even interested in the Rusev-Roman Reigns match. 100%. Not the biggest fan of them doing the match last night on Raw. That was stupid. Yeah, I didn't get that at all. I like that Rusev, like... For her stri- honor? Yeah. <laughs> what does that mean? That at least in the 80s, sense. they're like, Roman gets, like, he'll get to keep her. <laughs> <Right, exactly. laughs> they don't do that now. Now it's, like right. a, now it's like a thing that a blogger describes. Like, it's your honor. You're fighting for her. Yeah, exactly. Well, women aren't a possession, so and she like, can't be. Okay, well, then don't have this match. Right. Like, it would literally, if this were the Attitude Era, Lana would have to be uh, uh, Roman Reigns' sex slave until SummerSlam. <laughs> like, for the next week. They would make him get in the sheets like they made uh, right, exactly. uh, Lita and, uh, what, oh, and Edge. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Have a live sex celebration. <laughs> or do, like, <laughs> Brian Pillman and Marlena, where yeah. Brian Pillman literally brought her to the ring on a leash. Yeah, or Lana would just have to be, like, his manager. 
Right. If it's the 80s, it's the manager. Attitude era, it's like they're not pulling the punches on the And side. they would literally say, if, if, if Rusev does not win tonight, his new wife will be Roman Reigns' sex slave. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, I can hear Tony Shavad saying that. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, but I'm, I'm looking forward to that match. And I like the idea that, you know, Roman will probably win. But I think I, there's a chance that he might not. I like the idea that we may see Rusev beat Roman Reigns. And I think that Roman Reigns getting this demotion, because it is a demotion. It's 100%. It's a major demotion. I, when's the last time someone went from one pay-per-view for the heavyweight championship to a U.S. championship match? And, like, you're not even in contention for the title. Like, no. you're not even looking at Finn. There's like, no way in. You're Finn, locked out. Right. Finn Balor and Seth Rollins are like, oh, no, I didn't even realize Roman was still here. It's like breaking up with a girl and she gets married to the next guy in, like, two months. <laughs> right. She's like, I met my soulmate. And you're like, yeah. And then you look, at, you look at the guy and you're like, oh, my God, he's better than me oh, in every, every way. way. <laughs> <laughs> you found your soulmate. Right. Yeah, well, so I, mean, I just, wish I could have been. Just imagine this. <sighs> Everybody listening to this, just imagine you're dating your girlfriend for years and by the way she is shoving you down her family's throat yes and they're not going with it yes you go you know what this is too much all of a sudden you find out two months later she's married no no no. you ask her to marry you and she says no she says no flat out in front of her whole family right and then you break up two months by later, the way you get drunk and you sexually harass her best friend so you have to go away for 30 days <laughs> yeah you can't but you're still married you're still right right at this point you're still married but Two months later, she's gone. Two months later, she's married. And you go, what happened? And then who steps out of the door? Finn Balor. Oh, no. Finn Balor in no his shirt. jacket. Irish accent. Right. No shirt, no pants. No I guess, problem. I guess you didn't know how to treat a lady. <laughs> you're like, fuck you, Finn. And you're like, oh, no. I, was, I can't compete. I'm not a good guy. I'm <laughs> right. not a bad guy. I'm a sad guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, not even, like, this, like literally Finn I just Balor. imagine Roman trying to work, Mike work on a break, on a breakup, where he's like, <laughs> you know, I'm sad, you're gone, but I hate to see you leave. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sad, you're gone, but I hate to... I think uh, you messed that up. Yeah. I don't think that's the phrase, Roman. Spear! <laughs> <laughs> Superman punch! <laughs> right. Oh, okay, I like this oh, guy again. cool. Yeah. Oh, and he doesn't talk. Right. Yeah, but you're right. Yeah, now it's like bye, bye Roman. Yeah, U.S. Championship. Yeah, yeah, but I'm still I, I'm looking forward to that. And and I think if Roman loses, it's even better for Roman. I think Roman's reactions in terms of the crowd in this feud have been better than any time in his world title feud. The smartest thing that Vince can do with Roman Reigns is the second Brock Lesnar decides he doesn't want to do anything anymore, ask Heyman to work with Reigns. Right, and have Roman Reigns turn on somebody. Have him just be a lone bad guy badass. Lone with, wolf. With, with Paul Heyman. Which you don't know where he's going to go. And Heyman's his advocate. Heyman's, and, and, Heyman's the guy that legally gets all the work done. I like that. And Paul Heyman goes, reminds all the fans. Oh, Heyman would cut so many great promos about how you didn't appreciate him. You didn't appreciate him. You said him. you were going to riot in Philly. And now. And The Rock, you booed The Rock because of him. Yeah. You booed the sacred. Yeah. Like the Brahma Bull. And now he can go to the office and say, you had a blue chipper. 
Yeah. And you pushed him down. I mean, why the don't card? my yeah my friend my friend said that if he said if my buddy came out and said that'd be the greatest line in the world to break that if he did the I'm not a good guy I'm not a bad guy I'm a Heyman guy right and if you I'd be like oh, I, that's a punch your TV moment right. and that's like immediately I'm a Roman I'm a Roman Reigns if if Heyman's working the mic for Roman Reigns I'm a Roman Reigns fan. and by the way that's the moment that Roman. Starts wearing trunks. No more bulletproof stuff. vest. Is you it... come in your own stuff. Yeah. Cool design. If you want to wear a singlet or something cool, I would say wear trunks and like act, just walk around like a badass. And like you, like you're better than everybody. Yeah, like you're, or you're just gonna kick everyone's ass. Yeah, yeah. You bring over that that Brock Lesnar rub of yeah. like Paul Heyman only works with badasses. Yeah, yeah. No, oh man, because Cesaro was like a great maybe with a Heyman push, but didn't. But Roman Reigns feels like a Heyman guy. I could see it. He's like very easily like a Heyman style, like badass, beat you up, leave you dead totally. in the ring. Totally. And if that happened, I mean, he's right back. Then, and then your ex husband shows up, right. jacked with right. a jaguar. <laughs> you know what? We haven't talked about at all. What? AJ Styles and John Cena. I mean, yeah, it's gonna be awesome. It's gonna be a great match. Yeah. I just don't know if they did the build-up properly. I think it's a little overshadowed by everything else. Well, we're, for the record, recording this before this week's SmackDown. Yeah, so I don't know what happens on SmackDown. So we'll talk about that in State of Wrestling. But, uh, yeah, no, I think that's right because, yeah, I, they, they've been focusing way more on other things for sure. I forgot it was a match at SummerSlam until Raw last night when I saw they like went, were going through the matches. I was like, "Oh yeah, Cena, AJ Styles, and that's gonna be that was a great match before." Because they got... didn't build it at all last week. Yeah, right. And right. they need to build it. Right. Yeah. They, and I, we'll see what happens this week. And we'll yeah. I'm yeah. sure they'll build it on SmackDown. Somewhere. I would. I would hope so. But Anyth- I think it's gonna be. You're right. It's gonna be a great match. Anything else that we're missing from SummerSlam? New Day. New Day. Anderson and Gallows. It's gonna the be Doctor great. Angle's been great. I like it. I think it's funny. And like it, and, it shows and, them that they've been. It's like those guys have chops. Anderson and Gallows are funny, but they're like they have they have that old school kind of likability with their chops. Like what's they, your What's your favorite? Which one is your favorite double entendre so far? I'll tell you mine. What when he goes? Uh, when Carl Anderson just goes uh, and the results. We're gonna make sure they're not tainted. Yeah, because they're just like the they got the word taint. Taint. They made a joke about taints. But that's the whole thing is I like that they're, when they're bringing over guys like AJ Styles and Finn Balor and those guys from New Japan and, and other, like, hopefully Cedric Alexander and stuff like that. It's like these guys have been working. There's, there's something to be said about coming up through the minor leagues. Yeah, man. Whereas, like, Roman kind of got pushed quick when, you get, when you're get when you an ex-NFL player or you're a, a, a major athlete and you get those development deals where you maybe go work indies for like a month but these guys are like career indie guys so now when they're in the show they're just it's just better equipment for them to work off of you know what happened it was that generation of guys it was styles a gener- Gallows, but, yeah. but before it was a generation of freaks really it was john cena randy orton and batista yeah and that convinced every that convinced wwe that you don't need guys that have been around the block you can build your own talent but what they didn't realize is somehow all three of those guys got together in the same moment, and they're all one in a once in a lifetime. It's it really is like um, in the late '90s where Kevin Garnett and Kobe Bryant went to the NBA from high school, right? And you're like, oh, well, now we just take high school players, and you're like, no. it doesn't work like that. No, it's, uh, there's a LeBron. Sure, you're going to get a LeBron every once every five years, but that's it. But more than likely, give them two years at a North Carolina or a Kansas or a Memphis, and then yeah. they come into the NBA and they can I mean, play. Let's be honest; even Carmelo could probably have used a second year. I mean, I'm a Nuggets fan, and he kind of broke my heart, so I don't want to bring up that word, right. that guy. That's right. Please thought. don't bring up my 
former favorite basketball player. He was mine too. I will only talk about Dikembe Mutombo <laughs> or Lafonso Ellis. Not in my house. Who want to fuck Mutombo? It's like, that's like a story about who ready to sex Mutombo. Look that up on Google. It's a real thing. I will. I will. With Dan Soder, thanks for uh, hanging out. Dude, yeah, you're my SummerSlam buddy. Yeah, I'm looking forward to SummerSlam. Man. SummerSlam buddy. It's going to be fun. Yeah. Um, I'm just super excited. Yeah. I'm like driving back from a gig like the night of a five-hour drive just so I could sleep for a little bit and then go. What time are you going to get back to New York? 7 a.m. Oh, okay. So you're going to get back. You're going to drive overnight? I'm going to drive overnight, get Sle- back, sleep, sleep. During the day. Until about 5 p.m. and then yeah. go meet you for meet you up front at Barclays. Love that. Love that. Well, you can follow Dan Soder at Dan Soder. Yeah. And you're on uh, you're on that show Billions, right? Yeah. We're filming season two right now. That's very, very exciting. And you can listen to The Bonfire on Comedy Central Radio. Right. Comedy Central Radio on Sirius XM. Oh, by the way, did you hear what I did on my show? What'd you do? Uh, One night, Mm -hmm. they uh, accidentally, I don't know what happened. Like, I just heard a glitch, right? Mm -hmm. And then I started getting all these messages on my Sirius XM show, I should say. Um, I started getting all these messages that my show was being broadcast on Comedy Central Radio because there was a glitch. And so all I started doing was cursing out Comedy Central Radio and saying how much it sucks and everybody should listen to my show. Oh, you, <laughs> you almost started a radio war. I know You're I did. You're lucky I wasn't anywhere near there. I know I did. I would put on my battle helmet. I would have had to if I had if I had tapped into the bonfire. Like if I, if I were playing instead of the bonfire, <sighs> oh, I would have loved it. I would have just said like, you know. Nobody cares about Dan Soder and Big <gasps> J. I would have said terrible, insulting Sam, things. I would have you, had to. Listen, How could you not? We are already banished to Opie's broom closet. <laughs> and so what we would do is just retaliate in our ghillie suits. You would. You'd put on the ghillie suits. And you wouldn't see it coming. I wouldn't. You'd be dead. I'd be like, oh, look at these bushes here in the studio. No. Let me just relax and start my show. <laughs> I'm going to take a nap. Right. At the, I'm going to take my pre-show nap right. right here in the studio, as I always do. And then attack. And then now you just don't wake up. All right. Well, I'm glad I didn't do that then. See? Thank you, Dan Soder. Thank you, Sam Roberts. Here is Sam Roberts. Ah, uh, that was great. Dan Soder, ladies and gentlemen. Hopefully I'll have him back on the podcast. I'll probably just bring him in for State of Wrestling next time. I feel like, and, and we're, we're, we're going to skip on State of Wrestling this week because we covered so much of it with Dan Soder. Uh, we could talk about what happened on SmackDown a little bit. Um, you know, I did think that obviously on SmackDown they built the John Cena AJ Styles match, and you know, seeing John Cena look as strong as he did on the show before the pay per view makes me feel like there's actually an opportunity for AJ Styles to beat John Cena. That's a very important match because coming off of that match, you're looking at a guy who's going to be arguably aside from the champion or including the champion, the most important guy on SmackDown. If AJ Styles beats John Cena, then you're looking at an AJ Styles Dean Ambrose SmackDown show going forward because he would obviously be the guy who deserves a shot if he can beat John Cena. I would think so. Well, I'm very excited for SummerSlam. I'll be tweeting it and doing everything. I'll be there alongside Katie Linendahl, who uh, will be back here next week. Uh, I want to say thanks again to WWE 2K17 for sponsoring today's episode. You can get ready to be taken to Suplex City courtesy of WWE 2K17. WWE 2K17 is back once again as the defending champion of WWE video games with its cover superstar Brock Lesnar. It's got amazing graphics and gameplay as well as a gigantic roster featuring the biggest and brightest WWE superstars past and present. Pre-order your copy today to receive 
two playable characters of the legendary Bill Goldberg from his days in WCW and his WWE tenure, as well as two classic WCW arenas. WWE 2K17 hits the shelves on October 11th. Pre-order now. And thank you for once again listening to Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. Follow at NotSam on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. And subscribe for free to listen every week to Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast. For the ones standing guard, for the eagle-eyed, for the knights in shining armor, and for all those who support them, we are Granger, your experienced safety partner. Offering supplies and solutions for every industry. Committed to helping keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com slash safety, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's U-N-I-F-Y-D healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.